You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Listen, you can't be distracted what's going on around us. You've got to come. You've got to receive. And these moments, these meetings, these saturations meetings are for you to recharge, to get filled with the Spirit of God, continually filled. If you can get initially filled, then you can get refilled. And so that's what a saturation meeting is all about. In case you're new to the church, what does saturation mean? Well, it just means like when it rains, there's no more place to go, so it overflows. I was kind of like, wasn't that last month we had no place, the rain, the natural rain had no place to go. So it filled all the ditches and all the creeks and all the rivers. Hallelujah. Well, you can get so full of the spirit of God that way. You can just get so saturated. That's when you're ready to go out. That's when you're ready to minister to other people. Y'all with me tonight? I want to talk to you about the word fragrance came up to me in that song that they were ministering to. But this word fragrance comes up to me. And so I'm not talking about smelling something unnatural. You know, um, you know, in the realm of the spirit, you carry a fragrance. In the realm of the spirit, you carry a fragrance. Uh, to some, it's unto life. And to others, it's unto death. That's what the Bible says. Because those who are born again, we, we are supposed to have the same fragrance. But then when someone who is not born again runs into us, we're to, that, that should be so strong that it reminds them they're undone and they need a Savior. And I want you to see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. And I have it amplified, but I bet it's the amplified classic. So let me have 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. As trophies of Christ's victory. Did you know you were a trophy? So I guess participation trophies are okay. A trophy, because you participated, you're a trophy. Hallelujah. As trophies of Christ's victory. As though, uh, and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. So God through you brings a fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Verse 15. It says, for we are, are the sweet fragrance of Christ, which exhales unto God, discernible alike among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So it says, for we are a sweet fragrance of Christ, which exhales unto God. It's discernible also to those who are being saved, to the saved ones, and among those who are perishing. So then verse 16 says this. It says, to the latter, it's an aroma wafting from death to death. A fatal odor, the smell of doom. So see, when someone, this is will help some of you. Sometimes when people come into our church, or especially a saturation meeting, and you know, you bring them in, and they're, they're not used to this, and they're, unborn, they're not born again, you know, they could have a reaction. And, it, and, it, and it's okay. I had one some 35 years ago. I had a reaction to the presence of God. Now that person has a choice what to do with that fragrance. I made a choice to surrender. Thank God that I was born again at 12, even though I had backslidden, but the presence of God was so strong in that little charismatic church because all those people were praying and they were expecting God. And there was just a, you know, a small group of them. Uh, but the, I mean, they were believers. They were on fire for God. They loved God with all their heart. And when my sister drugged me in there, I came encounter with the power of God, but only the power of God, the fragrance of God. And I knew at that moment 
that I had a choice to make. And I could have stuffed it down, run out the room. I could have said, no, thank you. Now, the Lord would have not given up on me. That I am sure. But I am grateful. And that actually, before all this, that's what I was doing in the back room coming out. I'm, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I don't want a glimpse of what my life would have been without Jesus. I don't want to go down that road. I don't, I don't want to touch it. I am so grateful that he rescued me. He found me in my sin, my mess, my depression, my anxiety, my wandering through life, my mess, and he rescued me. How did he rescue me? The anointing was so strong in that little church. I didn't have any choice. I tell the story. There was some lady behind me praying. Later I found out she was praying in tongues under her breath. I felt my head go back. Well, I mean, the anointing was there. Y'all listen to me. Where the anointing is, people are going to have to make a choice. Just get them in the room. Just get them in the room. And around here on Sunday mornings, you can get them in the room because there's an anointing on Sunday morning. There's anointing on our worship team. I'm telling you, if you weren't in second service, there is an anointing when we began to worship that was so strong. I knew that I had to give an altar call right then because someone's very life and their future depended on it. And I'm happy to report to you that three people and maybe more, you know, but I know one of them for sure made an eternal destiny turn in their life today because of the anointing. Not because we were singing the right song, not because they're all so wonderful, which they are, not because Dapo hit the right note, but because you all, people as a group, we lifted our voices unto God and gave God a habitation to come in because he comes for his word and his presence was here. Because see, listen to me. Uh, People who are going to start coming in here. We're already starting to have it happen. People who didn't grow up in a Pentecostal, charismatic, word of faith church. They're just looking for God. They're looking for reality. And you know what? I didn't understand that. I grew up in a denominational church. When people said amen in our little church that we grew up in, they kicked them out because you're supposed to be real quiet. And, and you, know, that, you know, we didn't have none of that. I, I, nobody talked except when you were told to talk. Nobody said amen, pop the clutch, nothing. It was quiet. You understand? And so, so they may not understand all this. But see, I didn't understand everything. But I, I felt him. I sensed him. And aren't you glad you can still do that? He's in the room right now. He's in the room right now. Come on. We got to get people in the room. And then it's up to them to choose. You say, well, they need to understand. I didn't understand and I'm here. Now I understand. Understand later. <laughs> Come on. If someone's hungry, you, 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 you push them in to the presence of God. They'll have a choice to make. And it's not up to you to make the choice for them. Now God will never give up on them. Never, never, and neither should you. But all you can do is get them in a situation. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, that fragrance. To some, verse 16 again, let's look at that again. Verse 16 out of the Amplified says, to the latter, those who are not born again, it's wafting from death to death, a fatal odor, the smell of doom. To the former, it's an aroma from life, to life, a vital fragrance, living and fresh, 
ooh, to one in the realm of spirit. I'm not talking about smelling something with your nose. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. And people say, well, I smell this. or I, That's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about what the realm of the spirit, the, the spirit of God is like in the anointing. It's liking the presence of God to a fragrance. I'm not telling you have to smell something. So don't, don't see if your sniffer works. I'm not talking about that. If you ever do smell something, that's great. That's great. That's fine. But I'm not talking about that. Don't try, don't try to get your spiritual sniffer to sniff something. I'm talking about you are a fragrance. The power of God's on you. And we need to get, but we're, we're going we're gonna to awaken that fragrance. I always liken it to this, you know, um, um, you can uh, perfume, cologne, men, women, you know, most people wear it. Uh, have you ever been in an elevator with someone who wore too much of it that day? And you're like, what floor? <laughs> you know, it's, it's a strong <laughs> And, you know, you can't be rude. You can't go like this or anything. Well, you can be, but, you know, don't. You just, like, kind of hold your breath, you know. It's, it's only eight more floors. Hallelujah, whatever. Right? So that's a natural thing. And you can tell they put some cologne on. The deal is this with the body of Christ. Can anybody tell out there that we've been with Jesus? Can they? Could there be a place where you get so full of God that you don't have to announce much? Just show up. You know, uh, someone who, you know, in our circles we admire, Smith Wigglesworth. He used to get on a train. And uh, one time this man said, said across from him, and I think this is how the account goes. He said across from him. And he just said, man... <laughs> Your presence convicts me of my sin. He didn't preach to him. He didn't say nothing to him. He just sat across from him. I believe, and that fragrance, even to believers who are struggling right now, when you go into a room, the peace of God that you carry should, should calm them down, should call, ah, your presence. But to those that are not born again, it's an aroma wafting from death to death. It's a fatal odor. I tell this story, but I can't get away. I tried to circle the airport so I wouldn't have to do it again. But most of you know this, but this is my life. This is my story. This is the only ones I got to tell. I heard Brother Hagen's year after year after year, so you can hear some of mine. <laughs> Same stories. Different aspects to the story. I remember I, when I first started, I worked at McRae's. Uh, some of you don't know what that is. It's where the new, they call that Midtown now, where they tore down the mall or whatever, I don't know what they call it, where the golf thing is and Trader Joe's. Who knew that was the thing? I didn't. I'm not going to go. Why would you camp out? You don't win anything. I don't understand that. Anyway, and, and so uh, Trader Joe's and all that, where that is now, anywhere, there used to be a, a shopping mall there. And I worked, when I first got down here and started the church, uh, I was single and um, I, the Lord wouldn't let me become an accountant again where I could make money and do good. But he, um, he wanted me focused. And so I worked at McRae's selling men's suits. And I worked with this guy um, who, um, when he found out what I did, let's just say he didn't like me. Let's say he always tries to cause a ruckus about me. He would stand across the room with other certain guys and say, he thinks we're going to hell. And I never said nothing to him. Once. Ever. But I do know that the presence of God on my life convicted him of his sin. 
And so, you know what I did? I just kept being nice. Every time he was rude, I was nice. Every time he stole a sale, I gave him another one. One time at Christmas, because he was on commission and I wasn't, I said, let me do up, let me, you, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll bag for you. You stand on the cash register. I'll do all the work and you make all the money. I don't think the boss is like that, but I helped him make some money for a few days. But I remember the day that I walked by him, and I, it wasn't a natural thing. It was, it, 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 it not, almost knocked me over. And it smelled, the only thing I could tell you, I've never, mm, it was awful. And I walked by him, and the Holy Ghost said, that's the smell of death. Don't ever forget it. And so I knew that he was about to pass away. And so I decided I'm going to make sure because he would never let me talk to him. But I don't care whether he likes me or not now. I know he's about to pass. And so I just bold as you could be, heaven or hell. Jesus is the way, I don't care how you lived on this earth, you're, you're about to encounter God. And I got him born again. Helped make sure he was okay. He's in heaven today. Even if you messed up your whole life on earth, it's good to go to heaven when you die. Now he's probably not gonna have many, well, not probably not, he's not gonna have any rewards, but he's gonna be sure glad that he's there. My spiritual father used to say, it sure do be going to hell. Amen. Now, I believe, thank God for deathbed conversions, but you and I, uh, we're not on our deathbeds. We're going to serve God. But you know what? There's an opportunity for us. I'm talking about the fragrance of God. And I want to talk about just how to make it stronger. Okay? And so um, I want to remind you in Genesis chapter 8, Genesis chapter 8, I want everybody in the room to say, I have the fragrance of God in my life. Woo! We're about to make it stronger. Hallelujah. Uh, Genesis chapter 8. Um, we'll look at verse. This is talking about Noah after he got off the ark. Um, and uh, we'll just pick it up verse 20. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. All the earth is destroyed. They get off the, the ark. And one of the first things Noah does is offer a burnt offering. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I love that. And the Lord said in his heart, even the Lord says sometimes in his own heart. And the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore every living thing I have done. While the earth remains, seed time, harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So God, Noah put, took a burnt offering. It went up as a what? A sweet aroma to the Lord. There's so many of them, but we're not going to have time to look at them all. I want to look at the one in Numbers. Numbers chapter 29. 
let's go through all these offerings. We're just going to pick it up in verse 18. And their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullock, for the ram, and for the lamb shall be according to the number and manner. Um, And um, let's see. All these offerings. Verse 8, I'm sorry, not 18. 29, 8. But you shall offer a burnt offering unto the Lord for a sweet savor. But you shall offer a burnt. So what does it have to do? Well, in the old covenant, they offered up a burnt offering. Now, who is the lamb? Jesus. He is our offering. And when he offered himself up, and when he went into the bowels of hell, a sweet fragrance came up to the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, in the Amplified Classic. It says, and walk in love, esteeming and delighting one another. And Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you. So that it became a sweet fragrance. Jesus is our sweet fragrance to the Lord. Jesus is our sweet fragrance to the Lord. Now, what does it have to do with you and I? How can we increase it? Well, I believe because of the things that he went through, going to hell, becoming the, that lamb sacrifice. Remember in the old covenant, they, uh, before, as they took the Passover lamb, what did they do? They had to, burn, they had to uh, cook the lamb on an open fire. They couldn't boil it. They couldn't put it in a pressure cooker. I know they didn't have them back then. But what did they have to do? They had to grill it on an open flame. Why? Because Jesus was going to be that kind of sacrifice. Listen to me. I know some people don't like this, but Jesus went to hell as a sacrifice, so you and I don't got to go. If you'll receive him as Savior and you make him the Lord of your life. Uh, you know, the Lord has, ne- God has never sent anyone to hell. Well, yes, he has. No, he's never sent anyone there. He, he has an escape route. He has a sacrifice that if you'll choose Jesus, you can go to heaven and you can miss hell. If you reject Jesus, if you reject the sacrifice, you will not make heaven, no matter how good you are or who you are or where you live. It's not about morality, it's about receiving Jesus, right? And so what is my point? He is the sweet sacrifice. And so in this line of sacrifice, if you want to increase the fragrance of God, first thing you ought to do is if you're born again, you ought to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And because Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. So there's something about the fire of God on you, I believe, that produces a sweet sacrifice, well, I don't understand it yet. Well, get to the place where you understand it. Uh, you know, uh, you just missed um, Bible Institute, uh, uh, you know, the first quarter where I talk about it. But there's a book in our, out in our bookstore. It's by Kenneth E. Hagan. It's called The Upper Room, Everything You Ever Want to Know About Other Tongues. Brother Hagan wrote that book after he passed. Uh, it is in heaven. So, you know, they wrote it for him. I don't think he would have titled that Everything You Ever Need to Know because that's just not who he was. But it is Everything You Ever Need to Know. And so you get that book. 
You get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because part of that, I believe, is that sweet sac. As you get filled and stay filled, that fire on you is a sweet sacrifice to the Lord. He paid a high price so that, the, the, so that Jesus paid a high price so he could baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And fire. That fire will clean you up. That fire will clean you up. That fire will help you. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know, one of the things about a sacrifice I always like to talk about is this. Creating an atmosphere. You know, the Lord needs an atmosphere to move. And I want you to keep doing it. And I just want to remind you of some things tonight. Um, I just want to remind you that when we gather together, John chapter 4 talks about how that when he, the spirit of truth, has come. Uh, you know, Jesus was talking, actually, John chapter 4, the woman at the well. He was talking about, um, uh, the, you know, the hour comes and now is when true worshipers shall worship in spirit and truth. And, um, you know, Jesus said this. He said, they honor me with their lips. Their heart is far, far from me. So in order for true worship to happen, you need the word of God to be coming out of your mouth in adoration of him. And also your heart has to be involved. It's not just words. It's your word and your heart. And so, you know, then you look at Hebrews 13, 15, by him. What, who is him? Him there, I believe, is the Holy Ghost. By him. Why? He's the spirit of truth. By him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. You know, you've heard it said, and I'm going to repeat it again. Well, just feel, praise God when you don't feel like it. Well, that's true, but that's not what that's talking about. The sacrifice is written to the Hebrew Christian, and they understand sacrifice. What we've been talking about. What is the sacrifice? Well, you bring your best. You bring your best. I mean, you know, you didn't, you didn't bring a lamb with a spot. You didn't bring a crippled lamb. You didn't bring the worst you had. You didn't just whatever God can do. What did you bring him? You brought him your best. Did you bring him your best? What does he want? He wants your best. And then in Hebrews 13, 15, he's about to tell you what is, the best is. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. How do you know your mouth should be filled with praises all day long? I'm talking about creating an atmosphere for the fragrance of God to get stronger on your life. Talking about the fragrance of God getting stronger on us as a body so that when more people come in, whether they understand or not, they encounter the presence of God. On Sunday morning, on Wednesday night, not just on saturation, but every time. So I'm looking at you all. I'm wanting you all to believe God with me. Are you all believing God with me? What are we believing God for? We're believing for a fragrance to get on our lives, to come up to bless the Lord. Amen. We're looking for a fragrance to get on our lives and to bless the Lord. So Hebrews 13, 15, by him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise that, uh, to God continually. That's all day long. That is the fruit. What is he saying? The best sacrifice is words. The best sacrifice, listen to me, what does the psalmist say? It says, God inhabits the praises. In order for God to inhabit something, that means he's got to have something to come. God doesn't inhabit body movements. God doesn't ha inhabit clapping, although I'm all for it. Clap in the beat, you know. I love our church. We clap on the one and the three and the two and the four around here. I love it. We got a clap going all the time. Hallelujah. They need to write some more songs these days with better claps uh, because they're not writing them anymore. Somebody better write me some more clapping songs. Anyway, and, and so, so, but the truth is, though, God doesn't inhabit that. He needs your words. If the fragrance that is on our lives and in the church is going to get stronger, he needs more words. 
He needs more, he needs more out of our heart coming out up to him. By him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks into his name. Jesus said, those who worship me in this hour must worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit or by the Holy Spirit, in the spirit, not in the flesh. Because uh, not just honoring God with our mouth, but your heart has to be hooked up with it. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And so out of the abundance of your gratitude, your, your mouth should worship. Out of the, not just singing a song, but taking any song we're doing and taking it to your heart, even if you don't like it, you know, minister to the Lord with it. Find a way to connect to it, to get it up out of your heart. Listen, I know there's a lot of people, they critique this, they critique that. You know, I don't have, I don't got time for that. Even if everything's not perfect, find a way to lift up your voice and worship. Find a way to, to worship the Lord. Even if you don't sing another song while they're singing, I don't care, do something. Worship the Lord, create an atmosphere. Get good at worshiping God and creating an atmosphere. And as we create an atmosphere, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, that you and I are lively stones. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, building, I'm talking about a fragrance. I'm talking about God uh, coming in a way that in the realm of the spirit is like a fragrance. How do we get the fragrance stronger in a church or in our own personal lives? One of the, always speak the word. Yes, always speak the word. Uh, offering your body a living sacrifice. But if you're a person of praise and a person of worship, where your mouth from your heart, you're ministering to the Lord on a regular basis, it's creating an atmosphere for God to come and inhabit. And when God's presence is there, when God God inhabits the words that come out of your mouth that are his word because you're doing it in spirit and in truth, then he has the atmosphere to work. Listen, Jesus needs an atmosphere. How do I know that? Well, when he went to raise someone from the, remember Jairus's daughter, he went to raise her from the dead and that the room was full of doubt and unbelief. The atmosphere was wrong. The atmosphere was wrong. So yes, the atmosphere needs to be conducive for the spirit of God to move. Who creates that? Well, just the pastor, just the worship team. No, we all create that. We all create that. We all create the atmosphere. And when the atmosphere is created, because Jesus couldn't move there. You know, a lot of people, well, he's Jesus. He can do whatever he wants. Obviously not. He had to kick him out. They were weeping. Remember he said, she's not dead and she's asleep. But what did they do? They laughed. The Bible says the King James, they laughed him to scorn. So what do you do? He's like, oh, y'all, come on, get with me. Come on, just get with me. I just need you to get with me. I just need you to get with me. I just need you to get with me. Come on, get with me. Come on, let's do this together. No, you know what he did? He said, I got time for this mess. Y'all get up on out of here. And kicked him out. Oh, Jesus? Yes, Jesus. Kicked him out. And Peter must have learned well, because remember, who, who did Jesus take? Peter, James, and John. So he let Peter, James, and John, the mom, you know, and the dad, they were in there, told her to get up. She got up, presented her. But Peter must have learned really well, because y'all remember Dorcas, right? Same thing. He was out ministering, went to the house. They were showing him all the garments she made, and they were crying. Why is she gone? You know, I, which is normal. Miss her. Because she's such a good lady, obviously. They're crying because they're sad. And that's, that's fine. But it wasn't conducive to a miracle. So Peter, by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost said, remember what Jesus did? Do the same. 
Well, it doesn't say that exactly, but that's kind of what I know happened. How? Well, it, it just because I don't know that you have to do that in every situation, but in this situation, if anything's going to happen, he had to get rid of the doubt and unbelief. Talk about creating an atmosphere. I remember one time I went, this church was really small, and this lady, we were ministering to, and um, I administered to her, or something happened, and she got a hold of our tapes or something, and, um, you know, God was doing some great things. And so I went and visited her and trying to encourage her, but she had a, I don't know, if, I think it was an, an aunt. Somebody was there. And I was telling her the word, and then she would pat her on the hand and say, now, Lord, now, baby, it's just as the Lord wills. You know, we're trusting that he wills. And I'm telling her, you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, and all is well. You're beginning to improve and increase. Because, I mean, she'd come out of a mess already. And then the answer over there, it's going to be all right, baby. We don't know the will of God. But, and I just looked at her, and I was, I mean... Pastor Rhonda wasn't with me, but I think it was the Holy Ghost, because I just wanted to say, woman, can you get up on out of here? But at that moment, the Lord wouldn't let me, because that would have been rude. Now, if the Holy Ghost would have said it, I don't care how rude it would have been. Oh, no, I did ask her to leave. The Lord reminded me. I did ask her to leave. I said, can I just have a few moments with her? And I just encouraged her. But you know what? I think she believed Aunt more than she believed Mark. In other words, she believed Aunt more than she believed in what Mark was saying that Jesus said. And I can't do anything about that. But what am I telling you? The atmosphere. Got faith going in from back in that day was a CD. But we got Aunt saying, mm, you never know what God's going to do. We're trusting him. Well, she wasn't trusting him. She was messing with the atmosphere. And she's getting that lady, her, her niece, to believe that. You understand what I'm saying? You and I can create something where God can come. And if we create an atmosphere, even when someone doesn't understand, they'll come in and they'll come in contact with the Lord. And they can have, that way we give them an opportunity. But besides coming to this room, I just want you to increase the fragrance on your life. How do you do that? Offer your body a living sacrifice. We talked about that this morning. Offering your praises up to the Lord. Why? Because he inhabits your praises. Speak the word of God over yourself wherever you go. When you go to work tomorrow morning, uh, the peace of God surrounds me. When I walk into the room, the peace of God comes. Um, fear has to leave when I enter in. Can you believe that bold? Can you be that strong? Absolutely. When I enter, because I, why? Because it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. The glory of God lives on the inside of me. When I walk into the room, wherever sphere is, wherever this is going on, wherever a strife and mess is going on, I bring unity. I, I, bring, a, I bring the peace of God with me wherever I go. And, 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 and the spirit of God can manifest through you. You know, you don't have to get all religious. And even when you pray for somebody, even when you want to minister to somebody, you don't have to, now I'm about us to lay us to my hands us upon you. You know what? You can just be talking to someone. Give them, I do this all the time. I just give them a little pat. They think I'm just patting them. I'm not just patting them. When I was uh, in the ministry, you know, when bro, I go to, we'd go to Brother Hagen's meetings, and he'd always come by and pop me up on the side of the head. And after a while, I was like, why is he always popping me upside the head? He just walked by and popped me upside the head. And uh, Raymond Singer's man says, that means he likes you. It's like, oh, ouch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't pop people upside the head. I just kind of pat them. Listen, your touch, because you're touching with faith, 
can release something into them. Now, if the Holy Ghost says something to you to say to him, say to him. But you don't have to say it in King James. You don't have to say, this is a prophecy. I want to prophesy to you. If they don't learn, just say what the Holy Ghost put on you, but say it in a way they can receive it. Now, I mean, also give them the word, though. Give them, give them chapter and verse and give them an address so they can go find it. Do that. Do your best. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? I believe that we're about to begin to touch people in a way that we haven't seen as the body. I'm not talking about just cornerstone. I'm talking about the body of Christ. What's going to do it? The fragrance of God. What's going to do it? The power. I'm talking about the power of God. I'm just telling you in a different way. I'm trying to, the Holy Ghost is trying to spin, say it in a different way so you get it a different way. But the fragrance of God, that fragrance brings life. That fragrance brings healing. That fragrance brings deliverance. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, what binds you, what holds you, what, what torments your mind, what daily torments your mind, in the name of Jesus, I command the bands to break off of your mind. I command those spirits that harass your mind morning, noon, and night. I demand them to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what do you got to do? You got to take the word of God and you got to cast down the imaginations. You got to take authority over it. When the thought comes, you got to say, nope. Not, and what do you gotta, not just nope. <laughs> then you got to say something what the word says about you. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're a loser. No, I always win. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Wherever that thought came, well, it didn't come from God. Where did that thought come from? Well, every thought you think is not your own. I know we're getting a little splatter bell here, but it's all just going to be real good, all right? I'm sure the Holy Ghost is doing what the Holy Ghost does. So when that thought comes to you, if it's a negative thought, it didn't come, necessarily come from you. It probably came from the devil, don't you think? And so you better answer him. You better answer it. And so the power of God, the presence of God, the fragrance of God in our life can not only change our life, but other people's lives. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.